You're listening to The Q's Podcast, episode number seven. Welcome and thank you for listening to The Q's Podcast, where we'll talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. If you have not yet subscribed to the Q's podcast, I encourage you to do so. The great benefit of subscribing to the Q's podcast is that all the episodes will be automatically downloaded to you. So that means you'll never miss a single episode. Also, if you think this podcast has been a service to you, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and a comment on iTunes. That really helps us get the word out about our services for credit union leaders. I'm really excited about the interview you're going to hear today because it focuses on leveraging your members who are business owners. This episode features special guest Jim Devine. He is the founder, chairman, and CEO of Hyperion Incorporated. Hyperion, based out of Redmond, Washington, is an internationally recognized consulting firm. He has trained thousands of commercial lenders, business owners, and accountants throughout the world. Jim partners with Bob Hogan to facilitate the Q School of Business Lending 1, 2, and 3. Business lending can be highly profitable and can be a great member retention tool, but it must be done the right way to become successful. I had the chance to sit down and chat with our guests while in Chicago. Some of the key takeaways from my conversation with Jim include why member business services are one of the most leverageable things a credit union can do to improve their performance. Considerations for if I'm a business owner, why would I pick your credit union? And what is the number one credit union statistic that should serve as a motivating factor for driving your credit union forward? Here's my interview with Jim Devine. All right, Jim Devine, thank you for being part of the podcast today. Let's start off the interview by asking you if you could share a mantra or a success quote that you live by professionally. We have been doing commercial lending training, which is really the connection we have with Q's because we run the commercial lending training uh, schools that uh, Q's uh, has across the country. One of the, the quotes that we, we like to say with people who work through our program is that uh, if the cash don't flow, the loan don't go. So we're in the business of granting credit to qualified borrowers, not uh, selling credit because we need working assets. And so at the end of the day, we really have to have uh, underwriting processes that identify qualified borrowers. And so if the cash don't flow, the loan don't go, which means they don't have the capacity to pay, so they don't qualify. That sounds good. Uh, You're with Hyperion Incorporated. Can you tell me a little bit about your business? Yeah, Hyperion was a company that we founded having coming out of both the the bank business and the CPA world back in 1999. And we established the company for the purpose of providing financial management training and consulting work. Uh, We're in Chicago for the Q School of Business Lending 1. Can you tell us about this school and tell us about other partnerships you've had with Q's? Yeah, well, we actually started working with Q's back in 2002. So this is, uh, it's been 14 years now. And when we originally uh, got together with Q's, the purpose was to initiate some kind of training capability that would focus at commercial lending. So we started in an incubator sense the uh, the lending school back in the fall of 2002 and has now evolved into the core program is three man weeks of class, and we're in week one of that uh, core program this week here in Chicago. And then we have two incremental weeks that are defined as graduate level programs, one of which speaks to business credit administration issues, and the second of which speaks to uh, construction and development lending and lending to commercial real estate projects. 
Nice. Okay, now this course that you offer, this school that you offer, is, I think, unique. Can you describe your methodology? Yeah, well, uh, the curriculum design is one that's evolved. Uh, When we initially started the process, there was a fundamental assumption that most of the students that would be participating in the program would have a good, solid, basic uh, understanding of business financial analysis. And what we found was that, uh, unique to the credit union space, a lot of the individuals who were moving into positions where they would be responsible for uh, member business services were individuals that didn't have a lot of uh, prior credit training on the business side. And so we designed the curriculum for the core course in three phases. The first week of the class, which we're in this week here in Chicago, is designed to uh, make sure that people understand all of the documents they're going to analyze. So we spend time specifically uh, looking at the structure of balance sheets, income statements, statements of cash flow and tax returns, where the analysis process will be applied to make sure that they understand the structure of the documents they're going to analyze before they just initiate the analytical process. And so the second week of the program segues into the discussion of a thorough financial analysis process, and then the third week of the program takes financial analysis and turns it into financial analysis in a credit context where we bring in the logic of debt service coverage and creditworthiness as a function of the financial analysis. Now, I actually was a witness to the class yesterday and again uh, this morning, and it'll continue here this week. What I like to see as a person who's been in the educational field for over 18 years is the action-oriented problem-solving. You're giving them, as you said, documents, practice. They are applying that very frequently. They're taking action. They have a chance to work with people nearby. And Right. Well, when we design the curriculum, uh, from years of training experience, we know that adults learn best in a kinetic environment. And so what that means is, what did I see? What did I hear? Can I take in combination what I saw and what I've heard, internalize it, and then speak it to someone else? And so we have a lot of case study-oriented exercises in the program that cause the people to to have to operationally participate on an ongoing basis throughout the course of the program. So we know that uh, to be confident about understanding business model structure, you have to be able to speak it. And so the challenge that we give the students is to absorb what it is analytically we're talking about and then be capable in common sense English of describing what it is we're doing such that if it was a business owner sitting on the other side of, uh, of their desk or a regulator or someone else internally on a loan committee or whatever, that the dialogue is easy to understand, not full of complicated technical jargon, but something that uh, uh, creates a good communication basis uh, you know, with whoever it is you're, you're talking out loud to. Just yesterday, I noticed when Bob Hogan was uh, up there instructing the course, when he asked for some input, one of the learners gave their response and then actually had them repeat that and think about that. Well, what you're probably referring to, one of the things that we tell people is that you have to be able to hear what it is you say. And so uh, the person on the other side of the desk, especially if it's a business owner, um, is only going to hear what you say. And so if you don't say it in a structurally correct way, even though what you meant you understood, they're going to walk away with the misinterpretation of the dialogue. And so it's very, very important to be able to articulate in a common sense, easy to understand fashion, what it is you're trying to convey. And the course is really designed to help you communicate complex financial management topics and issues in a straightforward, easy to understand dialogue. It is very user-friendly for those who are in attendance. I could just see that by their facial expressions, by their comments. Actually, there's a good amount of laughter in the class and a lot of smiles. So I really like the approach, and I like that 
You both think about those things because it tells me you absolutely care, you're passionate and a great subject matter experts, and you want them to succeed and you want to deliver. Well, again, if they're going to differentiate themselves in the marketplace, so we've talked a lot about this. If I'm a small business owner and I'm out there looking for a financial services provider, at the end of the day, why would I pick your credit union? And it isn't just access to capital and, and it, and, and it, you know, uh, it isn't, uh, uh, that credit unions are nonprofits, so we charge lower rates. At the end of the day, what I'm looking for is help from somebody that knows something about business and better yet, my business. And so what we encourage people to do is to strive to become business model structure experts as an extension of this training because understanding structure will enable you to interpret analysis in ways that are cause and effect based. And all of a sudden, you can't get fooled. You can't get lost because it's all defined by what the structure is all about. Now the key is to be able to communicate structure in a way that somebody that doesn't have a CPA or an MBA or 25 years of credit training experience behind them to fall back on, we, we have to talk in a language they understand. We have to simplify the dialogue. And that's what this course really is designed to do, is to take complex things and enable you to describe them in ways that are easy to understand. I think you mentioned to me yesterday, you said to me, there is a danger and over-reliance on technology and automation that kind of goes along with that, doesn't it? Well, again, yeah, it does. And, and and what a lot of people have done to get into this game is they've bought uh, uh, relatively sophisticated software tools that help you do diagnostic assessments of financial performance. The good news is that uh, it's a plug-and-play approach. You take the financial documents, whether it's uh, prepared by an accountant, prepared internally by a bookkeeper, or even uh, uh, tax returns, and you dump the data uh, into the model, press the go button, and out comes the output. Well, the question at the end of the day is, did you know enough about what you dumped in to be able to properly and accurately in, you know, interpret the output as it comes out? And given that a lot of the people that have come into these roles of you know business credit uh, services inside these organizations from internal hires that don't have, as a result, a lot of prior background or experience, you can draw you know erroneous conclusions from you know technology if you don't understand again chemistry wise what it is you input to begin with and so we caution people on on not uh, over relying on 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 the computer output because the computer output is solely a function of uh, the data input exercise and so you better input the data correctly in order to get an accurate output uh, uh, you know from the model work that comes out of the computer I like that actually as a former teacher of chemistry, use that term in there. Uh, it's the makeup, uh, it's the composition, and it is, you care about the process. Right. And that's really, really very important. Now, you mentioned before, if I'm a business owner, why would I pick your credit union? Right. And again, what's the compelling value proposition? And historically, what we've seen a lot is three primary reasons why business owners have chosen credit unions are reasons that we think are questionable from a, uh, you know, from a long-term retention of that business member relationship basis. We're nonprofit organizations, so uh, we have the potential to charge less. So we, we technically could be considered cheaper. Cheaper is a word we don't like to use because it just has all kinds of uh, ugly connotations. Our underwriting process is less severe, and so we are willing and capable of saying yes faster than might be uh, the case in, in a bank environment. So we are, our, our processes aren't as involved. We, we are, we have a, an ability potentially to say yes quicker. So we're easier from an underwriting perspective. We're cheaper from a pricing perspective. And because we're credit unions, you know, we'll hug you when you show up. And so we're nicer as well. So nicer, easier, and cheaper. 
or strategies, but we don't think that they're the right sustainable strategies for member business services. We need to provide uh, arm's length pricing and we need to be capable of providing the right kind of services and the right kind of products to solve needs. And so we have to profile ourselves as a provider of choice and a provider of choice is somebody that can truly help you and has the comparable products and services that are necessary to fulfill the needs that a business owner has. So if I'm operating a credit union, is it one of the first steps in that strategy, developing a profile for a target business member? Right. And, and, you know, what we say to people is hunt for who you want, don't react to who shows up. And so having said that, what you want to make sure is that you have an idea about the businesses that you want to have in your portfolio. So business loan portfolios by design should be focused at the type of client you want in the mix. And you should never put a loan on the books if that's a business model structure that operationally, from a credit perspective, you don't understand. So again, mine your database, understand uh, who you have in your membership structure as it exists now, and hunt for those businesses that uh, are in that mix or in your, your market footprint that you want to do business with. Now, I have to share with the listeners what you told me yesterday was the number one credit union statistic. Yeah, and again, I, this is a statistic that I think is a really compelling statistic. Credit unions collectively uh, manage about, uh, you know, just about 6% of the, of the financial assets under management in the country with the banks uh, taking up the balance. But what credit unions have is operational relationships with um, over 104 million members, which is almost a third of the population of the country. Wow. And it's the ability to, you know, to leverage that 104 million. And trust me, inside that 104 million are literally millions of small businesses. And so do you know inside your membership base who the business owners are? Have you ever done a data mining exercise to identify them? Have you profiled who they are so you understand industry sector, entity type, the types of businesses that are in there? And then once you've done that, um, which of those businesses would be a target prospect for you and why? Again, back to hunt for who you want. Don't react to who shows up. So credit unions account for just 6% of the total assets in the United States. There's 104 million members, so that means to me there are opportunities out there. What are the next steps moving forward then? What we believe is, is that credit unions strategically, in order to survive, let alone thrive going forward, they're going to have to have some kind of member business services strategy. They're going to have to migrate into providing, along with their consumer financial services, a complementary uh, set of services for small businesses targeted, again, at those businesses they want to do business with. And so we believe that the leverage opportunity that's in there, again, you, you, you compare those numbers, 6% of the financial assets under management, but a third of the population being members. We have not data mined that population base, and there are a lot of business owners in that population base that really could be great prospects for both lending as well as the other financial services they need to run their businesses. And so if a credit union will organize around uh, the opportunity, starting with a data mining exercise where they know in their membership base who the business owners are and what kind of businesses uh, they have. They'll have an, an, an ability to, in, in a warm lead sense, talk to business owners who are obviously banking somewhere else, 
because they haven't had you know, the, the dialogue with the credit union yet. But the credit union already knows them personally, already has a financial uh, relationship with them to some degree, and has a sense of their behavior as a financial services a member of the institution. And it's, it really uh, gives you a leg up uh, on the ability to do the business analysis as well. And it's all incremental. And the secret to sustainable profitability in financial services is to create depth in relationships. Businesses have huge opportunity to create depth because they have such a broad range of needs in financial services. And so we believe that what's going to happen is a lot of credit unions, roughly 2,600 right now, are filing call reports with the NCUA telling them that they're doing member business lending. And they're going to start evolving from member business lending into a member business services profile that brings along with credit, all the complementary products and services that are needed to run their business financially. That is wonderful. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Q's. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to receive the newest episodes as soon as they are available. If you found value in our podcast so far, please spread the word to your colleagues and friends. In addition, to help support our podcast efforts, we'd appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and comment on iTunes. For more talent development content from Q's, visit Q's.org. That is C-U-E-S dot O-R-G now. If you are a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.